Welcome to the Sabbath School Rescue Podcast with your host, Buster Swoops and Michael Campbell. This week in preparation for Sabbath, August 7th, we look at Lesson 6, Finding Rest and Family Ties. Join us as we find out how to secure our relationships through Jesus Christ. The Sabbath School Rescue Podcast is hosted by Michael Campbell and Buster Swoops at Southwestern Adventist University. We love learning and sharing God's Word, and together we have 18 years of pastoral experience, and now we have the privilege to dig deeper into this study. All right, here we are, Michael. Uh, we're here for Lesson 6, and uh, as I was studying through this one, it really touched me because it's talking about finding rest and family ties. And the scripture reading is coming from Second uh, Peter chapter three, verse seventeen and eighteen, New King James Version. You, there, you therefore, beloved, since you know this beforehand, beware lest you also fall from your own steadfastness, being led away with the error of the wicked. But grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To Him be the glory both now and forever. Amen. I love this. It's talking about the the family of God and uh, how we grow together. Yes, and is now more so than ever, where uh, COVID is either bringing families together or stressing them apart. Uh, we need to find rest within our family in Jesus Christ. Absolutely, and it's hard to believe. You know, we're already at the end of July, and oh, well, uh, this summer has just been flying by. It it has it has and. We're, a lot of you are starting school or have started school. I know a couple of schools have already started. Some are coming no up. So uh, <laughs> hopefully we get in that. We, we've enjoyed that family time we've had together. But exactly. hopefully this lesson will help us enhance it. So tell us a little bit about uh, dysfunction at home, Michael. Well, no one wants to actually admit to, to having a dysfunctional home, right? No, no, I've never admitted <laughs> that. The, the reality too. is, is if we're truly honest, I think all of us must admit that uh, in one way or another, there are dysfunctions within the home, within our home. You know, um, none of us are perfect. None. And when we admit uh, how we've fallen short of, of, of God and, uh, and His grace uh, and our need of grace, uh, we start to realize that, uh, yeah, we, we've got challenges, communication challenges, um, all kinds of challenges. Uh, not to mention, you know, you, you brought up COVID, you know, all the, you know, what COVID is, I think, really sensitized me to is the need for mental health awareness. Oh, by right? far, by far. You know, so, I mean, we could talk about financial, physical, a lot of other kinds of um, d- needs and dysfunctions, but but mental mental health is just so important, and it's brought that to light. And um, you know, the Bible, <clears throat> one of the strongest evidence uh, evidences of the inspiration of the Bible is that we don't see this varnished. You know, here is the Facebook profile of, <laughs> of Joseph and Abraham, right? I mean, everything is just so great. Here goes their highlight reel, right? Hun- hunky dory, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> And instead, we see that they messed up and some significant challenges, significant dysfunctions. And, and that's really what's happening here is this describing um, this family rivalry that's going on with Joseph and his brothers. If you could just imagine, you know, of course, having two mothers in the home, that's got to, I just can't wrap my mind around that kind of polygamy kind of thing (laughs) but but it's there right it's it's there you've got the 10 plus the two um and so there's some kind of favoritism going on and uh yeah joseph's the favorite 
He is. And how is that not going to bring a dysfunctional home and sibling rivalry? <laughs> <laughs> and true. and and of course Joseph, um, he seems a bit naive. Mm-hmm. You know, he has this dream and everything else and goes and tells his brother. Hey, guys, guess what dream I had last night, right? <laughs> yeah. you, know, you know about me being the favorite? Yeah, one day I'll rule over you as well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on, you know, how is that going to make things better? And it just kind of fuels the fire. And, of course, Jacob um, giving this super expensive coat, which is kind of a sign of the inheritance. It's got the long sleeves. In the ancient times, that means you're not planning to work. Ouch. Um, you know, that says... My, I bequeath my legacy, um, the bulk of my inheritance, the blessing will all be on Joseph. So forget the order of hierarchy of the yep. oldest, yep. all of these kinds of things that you would have expected in the ancient Near East. And so, yeah, Buster, we're talking mega dysfunctional home here. So, um, so tell me, how does how do things start moving in a new direction? You know, they start moving in a new direction with. Uh, Joseph, Joseph and his captors, I, I highlight this portion here in the lesson, says, Now all these precious lessons came vividly before jo- uh, before him. Joseph believed that God, that the God of his fathers would be his God. So when all these things happen, uh, he was actually sold into to slavery and everything else. He started facing uh, 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 opposition. Uh, that's when Joseph actually hunkered down and said, You know what? I don't care what's happening to me. I purpose in my heart, God, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to follow you. And so then the lesson comes in and says, uh, what following verses, what do the following verses teach us about yeah. personal commitment? And there, you've probably heard a lot of these, Joshua 24, mm-hmm. uh, talk about, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord, right? Uh, Deuteronomy 4, 29, I have this one pulled up here. Uh, this one's talking about seeking the Lord with, with all of our heart. It says, but from there, you will seek the Lord your God and you will find him if you seek him with all your heart and with all your soul. And very similarly, uh, Psalm, I'm not going to read all these, but Psalm 14, uh, verse 2. I want to read that. The Lord looks down from heaven upon the children of men to see if there are any who understand, who seek God. So in other words, God is looking for people who are seeking him, who are craving him, right? Who are going after him, regardless of their circumstances. So we see Joseph goes from being the favorite to now being sold in slavery. Uh, eventually, he's going to come into Potiphar's house. And all this time, he is still saying, you know what? God, I'm still going to follow you. It doesn't matter what's happening around me. It doesn't even matter what's happening, uh, what people are doing around me. Uh, in my own heart, intrinsically, God, I, I seek you and I want to follow you. And I think that's a reminder to all of us that are, you know, for finding dysfunction. Uh, you can't help what other people do, but we can't help what we do. Uh, yeah, we can yeah. we can purpose in our hearts. We can make determinations. And it doesn't mean that you're not going to f- fail. It doesn't mean that you're not going to fall. What it means is if you fall, you're still going towards your goal of seeking God, right? Yeah, exactly. And so, uh, Michael, that, that actually brings us, I talked about intrinsic value and looking. Mm-hmm. What, what, tell us a little about Tuesday's lesson, finding true self-worth. Yeah. You know, I, I think this is, you know, one of the things of, of self, I guess in psychology they call it self-actualization or self-realization. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a, 
a famous uh, rabbi that wrote a book. Uh, his name is Edwin Friedman, uh, From Generation to Generation. Yes. Probably one of the most influential books of my entire life. Wow. Um, and he talks about becoming a self-differentiated person. Mm. So you're not just reacting to everything that happens to you, uh, being this kind of reactionary kind of thing, but you realize that you have true value for who you are. Amen. And, and the only way I think that you can really understand and appreciate that, especially from a biblical perspective, is finding your true self-worth in Jesus Christ, that God's created us in his image, the Magio Dei. So this is the kind of thing that should drive us. We have a good theological foundation. If we know and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, we have that relationship Mm. with him. And and that is what gives us true self-worth. And as I reflect back in my own life of different people that I've interacted with through the years, um, the more I understand their story, the more I begin to understand the way that they relate to others, the way they relate to me. Um, and I can think of somebody that caused great pain in my life and and challenges beyond, you know, mm. I mean, just really, really hurt. Um, and, and the way they treated me seemed really, really unfair. And I thought, you know, how could somebody ever do that? That's just wrong. It's mean. Um, and you know, it's within the church. So within the church, you kind of expect better, you expect more, right? It's the church, but the church is made of, of broken people, even of, of broken church leaders, do I dare say, Ouch. you know, and, and then some, uh, what really had this moment of under this epiphany, I guess you'd say, when someone came to me and said, you know, that particular person that treated you that way yeah. was treated the same way by another church leader many many years before yeah and suddenly i started having a moment of compassion where i started realizing you know um instead of me reacting uh, to yes, others and treating others and maybe continuing that process along and maybe some young person comes along someday and then i treat them and put them down and and really um and not kind to them um and 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 that that's the cycle of sin right yep, i mean of yep, of yep, yep. of and, and the only way to break that, and, and I find that so many things in our lives, we do them because whether we realize it or not, we we're, we're, have some inferiority complex or some some something that's happened to us. And so we do a lot of things that are reactionary. And and what Jesus is trying to tell us, and I think what these passages are, are talking about, there's several, but I'm going to refer to Isaiah 43.1. But now thus says the Lord, he who created you, O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel, mm. fear not. For I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. You are mine. Mine. You can you can bask and relish in the fact that we have value, not because of what you accomplish, mm. um, not because of what you've survived, all those kinds of things, but because of who you are, because of what God has done by creating you and redeeming you. Amen. And that is what really gives purpose and if we're honest, if we truly are open and honest with God in our hearts, that is the key to disconnecting dysfunction. <laughs> <laughs> disconnecting dysfunction. I love it. And <laughs> to put the little alliteration there. Yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, how do we do relationships God's way, Buster? You know what? Uh, this, one, this one's hard because... Here goes Joseph. He's a slave, right? Yeah, and yeah. he's sold to Potiphar. Mm-hmm. And God blesses him. Uh, uh-huh. You can almost say he has 
a proverbial Midas touch, right? Uh-huh. Uh, and so we, we look at Genesis 39. I, I have I have a note here for, for me to read just verse 5. Genesis 39, verse 5. And it says, So it was from that time he had made him an overseer of his house that all he had, the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake, and the blessing of the Lord was on all he had in his house and in his field, right? Uh-huh. And so we see that Joseph's relationship with God prospered, and because mm-hmm. of that, and this is this is how amazing the cycle. You talk about being a cycle breaker, Michael. Yeah, yeah. When we are connected with Jesus Christ and have a true relationship with Him, it not only blesses us, but it blesses those around us. Mm. Right, wherever yeah. we go, mm-hmm. we bring a blessing with us. Yeah. And some people will take that blessing, they'll misuse it, they'll mistreat it, they'll try to mistreat you. But nonetheless, we keep our connection with Jesus Christ. Yeah. And we see that happening here as well because mm. Potiphar's wife comes and says, I want to lay with you. And yeah. verse 9 and 10, uh, Joseph tells her, there is no one greater in this house than I, nor has Potiphar kept anything back from me but you because you're his wife. How then can I do this great wickedness and sin against Potiphar? Mercy. No, no. He says, do this great wickedness and sin against God. Yeah. Right? Exactly. He's saying, that's the one I'm concerned My about. My core values. Exactly. And so it says, so it was as as she spoke to Joseph day by day that he did not heed her to lie with her and to be with her. Mm. And so we see that doing relationships God's way mm-hmm. means it talks. It's about integrity. It's it about is. our hearts being bound to Him, but also also our minds and our bodies making that connection, and the Holy Spirit leading and guiding us to make sure we truly are striving our best to do relationships God's way. Yeah. And, you know, this should be a reminder to us that doing the right thing doesn't always result in, you know, uh, fanfare Ooh. and celebration and everything else. That sometimes when we do the right thing, it means that you're not going to have easy times ahead. You know, yeah. um, the sort of prosperity gospel, suddenly I just throw my money in the offering plate and then suddenly God will bless me and I'll be rich. doesn't always happen. Yeah, the, the better you are doesn't always mean... I, and I should, should change that wording. The closer to God you are doesn't mean the richer and the bigger and the faster you'll be. Yeah. It sometimes means the more beat down you'll be, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we join in a Savior who is, you know, a man of sorrows. Yeah. And so sometimes we join in his suffering. It's an honor to join in his suffering. Exactly. Uh, just not looking at, oh, God, I want to join in your, I want to join in your prosperity, not your sufferings. Mm-hmm. No, as Christians, as disciples of Christ, we join in his suffering as well. Love it. So, Michael, tell us now about the great controversy up close and <laughs> personal. Oh, wow. Um, you know, this is just this. Um, it's the famous proverbial story of Joseph. He has dreams again. And I, I wonder if this is a little bit ironic. You know, God working in his life. He gives him dreams early on. But he, he doesn't stop. And here he has these other dreams. Um, uh, and then he has the uh, the cup bear, right? That, right. Uh, and, and then... Um, and then the and then the baker and and both of these they they have these dreams and they come to Joseph asking for some kind of interpretation as to what they mean and one is really good he's going to be restored and the other one's really bad Woo-hoo! oh no right <laughs> right I mean it it, it it sucks to be a prophet he does sometimes to interpret and and to share what god has to say because sometimes it's not always uh, good news and and i think that's really what the point of of what we see here uh it's talking about the great controversy which is this central pivotal 
themed Adventist theology, this cosmic conflict between Christ and Satan, uh, back and forth. And, and that's going on in Joseph Joseph's life himself. I mean, he's going through this, this that you see the play and the counterplay, as Ellen White says, you know, um, in, in their daily lives, uh, but also through the, these future nations that develop through Israel mm -hmm. and through uh, the nation of Egypt and, and here and these individual lives that interact with Joseph. So all of these things um, matter a great deal because we see the forces of good and evil um, and how really tangible yeah. they are in Joseph's life and in the lives of those impacted around him. And yes. so God is at work, sometimes in mysterious ways, surprising <laughs> ways, ways that they don't even expect, and yet God um, God does bless and um, and leads and guides and is engaged. So, um, And by the way, we should remember, um, as we're going through our lives, that we have that same cosmic conflict going on. We do. It's happening. It's real. Yeah. Um, there are spiritual forces at work. Yeah. And so we see them. We see things happening. We see um, we see holy influences that are helping to draw people to make decisions that are for God's kingdom. And you see those counter forces also at work trying yes. to draw people away. So recognizing that in our daily lives, sometimes in... Even in this case, through these two people, it was through their employment, it's through their livelihood, um, it's through Joseph making a, a, a stand of integrity that lands him in prison. Uh, but even in the midst of that, God's still working, um, and we see uh, incredible things happening. By the way, uh, this lesson points us to Ephesians 6, uh, mm -hmm. verses 1 through 13, which is... Um, the first half of that is kind of interesting. It's talking about children, obey your parents, slaves, obey your masters. Uh, by the way, at the end, Paul always says, you know, he points out, you know, you should obey everyone. So yeah, there you go. Um, I, I've been reading uh, Beth, uh, Beth Allison Barr's the, the Making of Biblical Womanhood. Yes. And she points out that these narratives are based on the Roman codes and how progressive Paul is. If you compare it to those other kinds of legal codes from, from his from his era, from that first century. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of interesting. But I think what the text, the Sabbath school lesson that they really want us to focus on is the armor of God. Verse 10, finally be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power, put on the full armor of Amen. God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. So, uh, and of course it talks about that um, elsewhere, wearing the armor of God, the breastplate of righteousness, mm -hmm. all of these, uh, the sword of the spirit. Um, don't don't leave your armor off if you know you're going into battle you don't want to you know you want to have that kevlar vest on right it's true <laughs> you know our troops don't just go walking out with uh without any protection and um and god's saying hey be smart about this yeah and then goes on to say for our struggles not against flesh and blood but against the rulers against the authorities against the powers of this dark world against the spiritual forces of evil and the heavenly realms Put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything, stand. Amen. So beautiful reminder, spiritual forces at work. We live in the midst of a great controversy, and that continues on up into the present. So, uh, Buster, you know, I... You know, talking about dysfunction, I'm glad God gives us hope. And the great controversy Amen. gives me hope yeah. that he is involved in our lives and our listeners. As you're listening, I don't know what struggles you're going on, 
but but know this that God wants to work in your life. He doesn't promise your life will be easy, but he does promise to be there with you through it. Amen. You know, I, I like to add this, Michael, is when we put that armor on, I've realized this, it's not just for ourselves, but yeah. it also helps protect those who are around us, just like Joseph interpreted the dreams for for those people around him, and he helped mm-hmm. uh, expound things for Potiphar and eventually for Pharaoh that's coming yeah. up. Yeah. Same thing with us in our lives. When we put on that armor, there might be 20, 25, 30 people that are around us that benefit because mm-hmm. we are an, a, a soldier for Jesus Christ, recruiting other soldiers to put on their armor as well. Yeah. And the more of us that have on the armor, yeah. the more powerful we, we, we will be and the more people are one to Jesus Christ. So please don't neglect your time spent with Jesus Christ in order to bring uh, discon. Dis- what do you, you call it? A discontinuing of dysfunction, right? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, I think that puts a wrap for another week. So this is Soup. And Swoops, signing, signing out. out. As we put a wrap on this week's lesson, this is Campbell Swoops signing off. By the way, we want to give a shout out to our sponsors, the Southwestern Union of Seventh-day Adventists and Southwestern Adventist University, which has for over 125 years provided a Christ-centered education just 20 minutes south of Fort Worth, Texas. We love teaching with personal colleagues, offer quality academics, and provide numerous ways to get involved both on campus and across the globe. To learn more, visit swahu.edu or check us out on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Also, be sure to join us again next week as we continue to explore God's Word. You can make sure not to miss an episode by joining us at sabbathschoolrescue.org.